there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Stillman Singh. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. Let's get into some motherfucking shout-outs. Let's do this. It's time for some motherfucking shout-outs. And I'm here with my homegirl, Annie Sue. Put a little out on that name, and she has a shout-out for us this week on episode 105. Yeah, so my shout-out is for Exotics by Jazzy on Instagram. She does um, some great resin art. She makes smoke sets. So, like, if you like rolling trays and, you know, crushers and things like that, she makes that. She makes self-defense weapons if you want that. And she also has all your 420 needs. So she has mushrooms, you know, weed. She has nerds ropes, different kind of edibles. I love her. She works on a few things for me. And she's a great eyelash client. Aw, wow, you're so good at promoting your people. I love that. Go Jazz. Part of uh, the Come Up crew that we were part of. We'll discuss that in a little bit if we want to, because that's a pretty big organization. Who knows if they want us even mentioning them, but fuck them. I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, let's get into what's happening in some politics and some viral. What the fuck happened? Again, welcome, Annie Sue. We, uh, we work together in Harlem. Uh, uptown um, for an organization called Dream. They're called that now. They used to be called the Harlem RBI when we worked together. Um, yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Nice. Nice. We follow each other on Instagram. And I know you have a bunch of friends that like are on like OnlyFans and I know a lot of people out, and so now we have Bad Baby, the one from Dr. Philip. Nobody is freaking on it. She's also a very a, a two-time platinum-selling artist, uh, believe it or not. This woman uh, is very big on the trap scene. She's kind of like a younger, skinnier Iggy Azalea, like her, her trap music, and she does very well. She does very well, and uh, so she was doing very well for herself. She had a very tough-going in the Dr. Phil, she went to like a like a boot camp or something like that, and she's the same one that went. Hi, uh, what, what was it good? Catch me outside. Hi, yeah, outside. catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, there we go. How about that? How about right? <laughs> yeah. And supposedly, like Dr. Phil's got like some fucking like uh, controversy now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She called him out, uh, particularly like he has like um like a revolving door when it comes to that boot camp. Like supposedly, like he has. A kickback. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's actually funny because when that story first broke out, I had remembered that a few years ago I had heard um this girl had came out that she was being abused in that same camp. So when it when I heard the article, I'm like, This camp sounds really, really familiar and I was like, This is not the first time that anybody has ever complained about it, but because Bad Baby um highlighted it, now it's getting a lot more attention. Good, good. And and to be honest, um, she has more credibility than him. He abused his son. And I don't know why nobody ever talks about that. He went to court for abusing his son. He's freaking... Wow. Yeah. This was a while ago. I'm not going to lie. But it's funny how, like, time heals all wounds. Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, bad baby because she shows her skin and gets paid for it. Like, we all do that shit. It was a fuck. Um <laughs> So let's get down to the big story. She made she broke a record. Um, it was Bella Thorne. She was another 18-year-old. A lot of people salivating over that. So we're going to have to unfortunately get over that because there will be a day where we're not going to be. I don't know if there will be that day, actually. Probably won't be that day. But it ain't today where men are not gross. Men are definitely gross. 
I to go see the pictures. She is, um, yeah, I don't want to get into that. I'm 34 years old, so, like, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> it is creepy to, like, just go after, like, the fetishize on, like, 18-year-olds and stuff like that. It is creepy. I was even talking about it with a relative of mine, and we were saying that, like, I, I do believe the people out there that say that developmentally, men and women are not neurologically 100% until 25 years old. I'm with that. Yeah. There's too many perverts out there that make laws, and I think the compromise was 18. I think a bunch of them were like, yo, 14. And, and like, and oh all makers were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I think 18, they came down to the middle. They were like, all right, we, we, you, can, you can hold a gun, you can get a drink. Right. Um, you could drive at the time. They're like, let's get them fresh out of high school. Why not? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because um, even in Utah, there's a uh, they have like rules on like um, what's it called? Uh, incest. Um, there's like certain parameters if like you're a cousin and you are infertile in like one of the partners or something like that, you're allowed to have sex. And I'm just like, I said to my brother, that, that's who I was discussing with this with. I was like. What sick fucks were coming together and were like, yo, we need to make a law about this, man. Yo. The royal family. Right? <laughs> the royal family. <laughs> that's why I make a mark over right? She was like, don't. Right. She's the only one that's not a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> wrong turn. Wrong turn. Oh, my God. So crazy. So let's get back to the record. The record was 24 Hours by Bella Thorne. She's an actress. She's also a model. She's young. Uh, a lot of people think she's hot. She's from the Babysitter. Uh, the, yeah, that Netflix uh, movie. It's a horror movie, the Babysitter. No, she's from Shake It Up on Disney. Shake It Up. That's right. Even even. Yes. You're absolutely right. No, you're right. You're a thousand percent right. <laughs> and so, Bad Baby made up. Well, supposedly she did, but we. I, I believe it though. There was there was the. T- I saw the tips, and she was getting it in, and um, that for that alone, to be honest. And they said that she made like. 600 grand in tips alone. She made a million dollars in six hours. In six that is hours. crazy. Yes. That's crazy. That is very great. Um, yeah, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, because I remember um, like two years ago, I had made a post too saying that, you know, I, because you can see like who likes certain posts on Instagram if you have um, mutual followers. So I would see that a lot of the guys I had on Instagram were liking some of her more exposing pictures. So I'm like, this is really creepy. You guys do know she's only like 15 right now. Like she's not even like past puberty yet. So I do find it a little bit creepy that it's like, oh, now everybody made it so she's 18. She made an OnlyFans. Now let's see what she's about. It's a little bit weird because that means they've been having the thoughts already. But then again, she also has a lot of young following. So a lot of this could be, a lot of them could be, you know, within her age bracket, within 18 to 25 years old, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, we go. We go. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, you, you, you can't shame people away, man. People are going to do And to be honest, it's like looking down on, like, if you're on a tightrope. When you tell people not to, they want to do it even more. So I think that's a big, especially with men, especially with men, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, my ho-ass opinion. Um, 
I think that I think men are sick in that way that like we want what we can't have. I think women like are that way too, where they want but we like, are that in, way in fetishized way want what they can't have. Women want what they can't have physically. What's in front of them, like what like a man or something like that, like a, a, a man that they want. In my, again, this is my opinion. There's no science behind biology, <laughs> but in my opinion, with men, it's usually like what women won't do. That's what they want. They usually like either like an, like what we're talking about right now, an age bracket, um, freaky things in the bed, like all that. Like what like what a woman won't do. That's what a man wants, and that's my opinion with that. And I think that's a big reason why we have the sick fetish. Like that's like I think that's like one of the number one things on the internet when it comes to porn, like porn up and stuff like that. It's it's usually teens. It's usually eighteen plus or like yeah. fresh this and that kind of stuff. So I'm not I'm not shocked at all. And again, there are other nations, unfortunately, that have even lower age restrictions. When they really do, and it's crazy. And in, like I've heard of like eleven year olds getting married in different countries. That's disgusting. Um, and we're gonna talk about Aretha Franklin later. later. And I learned only through the docuseries that she got pregnant at 12 years old on the road. Oh, my God. On the road. And her father was her road manager. Not that, like, he oh was my God. Dead, but, like, he was, and he was a preacher. He was irresponsible. So, like, he just, like, left her. Beat. But it's like, watch your daughter, man. Exactly. And she was so young. She probably didn't even know what was going on. Like, so crazy. That's traumatizing. Very traumatizing. But so, and again, it, it took place in the South. So, like, very... And I remember talking to somebody recently, even on Black uh, Black as Fuck, the uh, show on Netflix, they talked about that too, like how black uh, and brown, a lot of uh, people of color, women of color, grow up so fast because, like we're talking about right now, fetishized at such a young age, at such a young age, of the exotic look, all that kind of stuff, even with the it's, age of yeah. yeah, That is so true. I feel like I was definitely sought after by older guys at a young age, like, because I um I guess um I used to be a dancer like um hip hop salsa and stuff like that. So in the dance world, the guys are really perverted. Like they, it's basically like you know we're all dancing partners. We're all whatever. They don't really see age. So it's like you know I was sixteen. The guys were like twenty three and up, and they were like still trying it. Wow, that's. <laughs> Again, and I don't want to really talk about this too often because I had thought about this before and I've made myself look like an ass. But again, oh. legally it's fine. But again, it still looks creepy. Even with Woody. Yeah, Allen. like morally it looks crazy. Yeah. But like, but then you get to like 22 or something, and then girls are into older guys. And I know from experience because I've been one of those. You know, so it's like it all depends on what age you are and what point in time. I agree. I agree. And I, again, it's not, in my opinion, I don't think it's something you should sought after. That's when mm-hmm. it gets really nasty. Yeah, that's when it's weird. If it happens, cool. If you have, like, a good time, if you have, like, a one-night stand, whether you're a girl or a guy, I know women, they go after younger guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's their thing, too. Like, they even, like, openly admit that. And they have no shame. Even when they, like, read these things, like, they're just like, I'm not going to let society, like, I'm not doing anything against the law. But when you, when you, like... When you're like R. Kelly and you're like outside the high school, like that, that's a problem. That's a yeah. problem. Those, yeah. 
like, yeah, those are the people I understand that, like, you have, like, this, yeah, the teachers out there that are getting away with molesting kids, which I see on an often basis, by the way. I'm always seeing, yeah. at least every week, unfortunately, every week a teacher molesting another child or getting caught in a relationship with a child. So, unfortunately, the story, like, it... It, <laughs> it, it, it just brings up so many controversial things. It's just, it's crazy, like, everything what Bad Baby is doing kind of just, like... I don't know, like, it just opened up a whole conversation about a lot of things that people do. It really did. It really did. And um, shout out to people with OnlyFans. Um, I supported a couple of uh, this week for the first time. Uh, <laughs> supporting your people too, Sue. Why not? Why not? I, I mean, it's, but go ahead. Sorry. It's, sorry, not. It's fun. It's, it is definitely fun, but the creepy comments can get to you sometimes. So that's why I hope that Bad Baby is... Um, you know, since she is a big celebrity, she's going to feel it a lot more than us normal people who do it. You know what I mean? Or do you think she hired someone to manage it? I mean, I would hope that she hired someone to manage it so that she's not reading and seeing the comments that are going to be there because yeah. some of them are sick. Word. No, I had to do my, I'm just, I had to do my research. So I have, I have only fans for the, the, the podcast because I didn't want to. For the podcast. Right. But then, <laughs> no, but then yeah, no, when the when the story came out there was like a bunch of stuff reasons. So I was just like, why not? Let's check it out. Let's let's see what's going on over here. I had a couple of friends that were doing it and stuff like that. I'm like, why not? So I I checked it out. I, I saw I you know it's so funny. One of them I'm like one of them I almost had a threesome with like a long time ago, like maybe like ten years ago. So in my mind, I'm like, ah, eh, that was supposed to happen anyway. So it's not even that big of a deal when I saw it. I was just like, mm, all right. Like, you know, this is like kind of like what I envisioned in the spank bank anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it was the same thing with the other one. I was just like, like, what am I doing? Like, I, I, yeah, I think that's like the, the thing that makes it so successful with us girls who do it regularly because of the fact that, you know, there are guys who didn't see us like that. So they're curious. So curiosity, curiosity kills the cat. This is true. This is true. This is true. No, but I'm happy for people, man. I love direct-to-consumer marketing. I love the fact um, the porn industry was so heavily oppressed on women. And the fa- and it's kind of like the SoundCloud game. It's kind of like the SoundCloud generation. Like the record industry, the distributors, they were taking away a lot of the proceeds from the artists. Yeah. So women dominate the porn industry or the exotic industry or the modeling industry doesn't matter whichever one you're showing fashion and skin. Um, and now, now that it's direct from consumer to you, to the marketer, to the person doing their thing, they fizzle on the only fans or wherever. There's a lot of platforms that are doing it. Twitter, uh, clips for sale. Can't yeah, Clips for sale. <laughs> Cameo. Um, a bunch of them are like that and go get that money. Go get that money, man. Go take that. Cause like, we we just legalize and that and it's heavily owned by white men. You know what I'm saying? So that we got to find ways. Like, and I think this is a perfect way. OnlyFans is a perfect way to liberate the female. Definitely, and it's like people don't even have to use it for that because I've seen um nail techs, makeup artists, and people like that just sharing their tips and secrets on their OnlyFans pages. That's sick. No, that's and I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you have insight on that because no, no, it's it's. 
it's so I was reading on LinkedIn and they were showing the top 10 companies during the recession or during this uh, quarantine that had like made the most money. And obviously owning fans was one of them cameo. I mentioned also, um, yeah, no innovation, man, innovation. And, and, um, these kind of times bring that out, man. The point, like I said, how, especially during a quarantine, how are you going to convince models and artists and performers to perform during a quarantine? So only fans said, yo, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> perfect timing. Perfect timing. We're going to entertain each other. We're going to, we're going to YouTube this shit. We're going to entertain exactly. each other. We're going to record, uh, take pictures of each other. And we're going to, yeah, exactly. The, the porn, take a seat, porn hub. <laughs> we've got, we got this. We got this. I think, I think it's only frustrating for people when you have like Instagram models like Alexis Sky and girls like that making these pages and we're like, you're, you already showed us everything. Like, <laughs> Why are you making me the bread? It just shows you that the the industry didn't get them the money that they deserved. Yeah, exactly. For a while, and <laughs> why would you need that? But that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, even I, I, I don't know if you remember True Life on MTV. Do you remember that docu series? Yeah. They had uh, the porn industry on there, and they had the gay models, and even the ones that were straight, and they were like in gay porn. They got paid more than the straight women. And I'm just like, the cis uh, straight women, I'm just like, what? Oh, that's like this dude, Jimmy Smacks, that recently got super popular on OnlyFans because of um, he featured a tranny wow. or a transgender woman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> so that gained a lot of popularity because I think he's um, Trina's ex. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow, why do you go from the baddest bitch to being the baddest bitch? I like that. Yeah, so he features different fetishes, too. He has, like, midget women on his page and everything. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. And not not with pedophilia, by the way. I think of pedophilia as a sickness. I do not feel like that's a fetish. There's a lot of people that Mm -hmm. try to get a fetish. It's not... But um, but a lot of the other stuff that's like just like S and M and the stuff you're just talking about, even like transsexuals, and a lot of people fetishize that. That's kind of gross. Not gross that like trans, but it's gross that they fetishize them. Like you know, you would do like an Asian. Yeah, rather than them liking them for the actual person they are, they use them like, oh, that's a chick with a penis or things like that. You know. That's a thank you. You said that way. No, but it's, but that's another thing that porn um fetishize because they if you go to like Pornhub they have um a section for like female and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool that they they, they do that. But like it's like I said, and even, and even when it comes to people of color in porn, not to say that they need to socialize it, not to say that like we need to make like it's it's. You don't have to distinguish like oh this is ebony women things like that's that. I'm saying that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, when it comes to that, do you need to make a better job of like putting like different images out there? Uh, who's to say again, that's art. People make whatever art they want. But like you said, when, when you're being divisive with the categorizing with the ebony and and the, um, digit porn or like, like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It it is demeaning. It is demeaning. And it does, uh, it kind it contributes to what we said with Bad Baby. Like, it kind of, like, um, wires us and programs us and, like, thinking that these things are, like, not normal, but, like, normal to, like, hoist up as, like, just a sexual fantasy and not, like, regular people. Exactly. Being into them. Yeah, you could be into them sexually, but, like, why only sexually? That's kind of crazy. So, my bad. And thank you. That was great. You were amazing. 
so much. That was great. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, we had some really good topics on that. Who th- would have thought Bad Baby would bring out a great conversation? <laughs> <laughs> She's not that. She, yo, can't play her now, man. Yo, and and even though she played it, she played. It. There's a lot of, like. You know, she actually has a good, a few good songs. I'm not gonna lie. I've listened you know, to her music before. Yeah. On his Instagram, but I like her Instagram. I, I think she's good looking, but I didn't say to myself like, oh my god, I can't read this. Like no, but no. But I, I attention. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I love how she's turned herself around. Like she now she's like she preaches positive vibes now, and like she doesn't want the negativity anymore that was associated with her before. There was a post of, yeah, no, she reminds me of Cardi B a little bit, like, on the come-up game. And yeah, definitely. That's People definitely who she reminds me yeah, of. Yeah, like, being slept on and, like, just keeps mm-hmm. making money. Kim Kardashian, like, I slept on her for, like, a good decade. And now I'm, like, one of her biggest fans. Well, um, I've loved her since the beginning. What? Forget Ray J. No, no, you deserve the praise because <laughs> I'm definitely a bandwagon fan. Um, I'm more into the things that she's doing now, but... Before, I used to judge her, like, unfairly of, like, how it happened mm. and stuff like that. But, like, who gives a fuck anymore? I would always tell people, like, watch the show. You would have such a different view on, on the whole yeah. family because they're such a dope family. Like, I love how close-knit they are. They are. It's like, it's, it's, it's like you don't see families like that every single day, you know? True. She did pimp them out a little bit, though. I will not, like... Yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> So let's get into um, the last topic on this one on the agenda for uh, the what's what the fuck is happening with my homegirl Annie Annie Sue uh, voted Georgia uh, voted Georgia whoa voting laws <laughs> in Georgia and so Brian Kemp he got a lot of heat from Donald Trump during the election um, that was one of the states that he believed the legislator was bypassed to um, to count the votes. There was a recount, I think, around two or three times, both in favor of Biden. Um, I believe it was around 80,000 votes that he had won, and that was um, a big deal, and Stacey Abrams was a, a big uh, part of that. And so now, because of that, um, so a lot of everybody, pretty much the whole country, at least 97%, um, said that there was no voting fraud when it comes to uh, when it comes to fair elections, when it comes to like courts and magistrates, not not like Republicans and Fox News and Newsmax and shit like that. No, mm-hmm. pretty much. But um, there was no place of significance that said that there was any voting fraud. So that's why it's weird that like they're doing these voting laws with voter ID and voter suppression because like it's based off a lot. Like I understand like it, like something wrong really did happen. But there wasn't. So, like, now it's, like, bringing back, like, the old school, like, Jim Crow, like, oppression laws. And they're minority communities. How do you feel about that, Annie? I think it's super frustrating because of how hard people have fought for the freedom to vote. So, it's, like, and it's, like, it's different groups fought to vote at different times. Like, you know, first it was... um, the right for all people to vote and it was the right for women to vote so it's like so many people have fought for the right to vote and then now they're just going to take some of those rights away and it's kind of offensive it's very offensive i I agree and i know that they're like pretty much playing on the the wordplay of minority communities but it's true but we know exactly what they mean by minority communities yeah yeah no sometimes we're used as a pawn actually most of the time but um, no, but it is true though. When it happened in, I believe, Wisconsin or Michigan, um, most of the provinces that they were suing um, to reverse the results, uh, the Trump campaign and Giuliani and all that, they were black. They were black provinces. 
Um, I believe the one that got caught with voter fraud in Texas, I think it was Abbott, Texas or something like that. Um, they got, uh, actually don't quote me on that, but it was Texas. It was Texas and it was a democratic city too. They got caught with fraud. Um, and yeah, but that's like one or two cases, like in like a whole, in the whole country. And so it's, it's weird, man. It's weird. I, I find it hilarious that they were the land of the free, but we always find a reason for someone not to vote. And, yeah. uh, and I'm not saying one party is better than the other, but one party wants maximum amount of people voting and the other one wants as little as possible voting. And I, I it's very weird. It's ridiculous. And it's like, it's just this whole, ever since Donald Trump became president, it was just a, des- a whole desperate campaign on so whoever, who's going to be the next president over Donald Trump? It didn't matter. So it was just a desperate election and campaign for everyone. Right. It was like a, the, the mega millions, man. We should have signed up. We should have did it. We could have won, man. We could have won. Yeah. I feel like I had anxiety the whole, all, all those months leading up to who was getting elected. Right. <laughs> right. Like, is World War Three going to break out? I feel like that all the time. And not even, actually, I didn't think that. I, I thought we had enough people to, like, mitigate that to uh, make sure right. that they put the training wheels on his dumb ass. For a second there, I was like, oh, my gosh, did these people really all just vote for Donald Trump? Joe Biden better win. <laughs> but I did but I, I did feel embarrassed by him. I knew that the country would still run well. I knew that he wouldn't, like, um, I don't have I, too I, much power. Yeah, yeah, this country is great. Like, as much as yeah. I should this country, this country is amazing. It's still the best country in the world. <laughs> we have enough people like you and I that are just really quality people. So, like, we want things to run well. We don't. I don't think there's enough people in this country that want it to like just go downhill like that. So, yeah, uh, when it comes to Donald Trump, yeah, I feel like he didn't really make a lot of changes. What was the problem was his every time he spoke, it was just like word vomit coming out, and a lot of people took what he said to heart. So it's like anything he said that was kind of controversial, people took it literally. Yeah, yeah, and he would. We were already feeling like that. Thing. Yeah. And it's like what you said about wordplay. He he tried. He made sure that what he said wasn't racist, but it was still racist. Yeah, they call it coding. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about it in the the new documentary, The Reagans. They talked about it in documentaries that mentioned Nixon campaign. That's where they got it from. The um, what's it called? Uh, the Democrats down south, the Southern. Uh, I forgot what it was called. It was some, something Southern. The Dixocrats. Um, you're right. They came, they they were um, they tried to come up with different coding words instead of saying nigger or some, something like yeah. that. controversial or something like that. They would code it in a different like minorities or a person of like not a person of color. They would really like get like very sophisticated. And you're right. And Trump got guidance from those campaigns, by the way. <laughs> so it's not, you tell. Yeah, it's not surprising. It's not it's not surprising at all. And yeah, you, let's not forget his wife stole Michelle Obama's speech. Yes, yes. But that happens a lot too. Um I'm I'm reading the Obama book and uh, his uh one of his famous uh speech drivers, uh John Favreau, he's very good. Um he gave him something that uh, some of one of the excerpts was from a Hitler's speech. So it, it happens all the time. Oh my god. Yeah, they plagiarize each other all the time. Like I I'm not gonna lie, I'm sure Trump and Melania uh plagiarize more often than like Obama would, but they all do it. They all do it. <laughs> But, um, no, my point was, and I think you made a good point, but actually, no, you already made the point. Fuck it. So, (laughs) 
right? Yeah, so let's get on to some music news. It's a little gloomy too, man. Damn it. Mother, 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 fuck, 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 did I hear? Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, DMX, DMX, I would say get it on the floor, but let's get it off the floor. Uh, let's not do that. This guy um, had an overdose. Um, he's been on drugs for a long time. I tried to see him uh, performance-wise a few times. The last time I was made in America, he literally got taken off the lineup like seconds before he was supposed to perform. I was looking at the app. Like, my nose was glued to it. In Philadelphia, I was like, yes, I'm finally going to see DMX. I'm finally going to see DMX. And then finally, I looked and it refreshed, and they removed his name. I was like, no. They said, like, he was on house arrest or something like that. Something happened. But anyway, so he had an overdose. He had a heart attack, and he was on a respirator. He was in a – supposedly, he was in a vegetative state. Um, Right now, there's conflicting reports if he is in that vegetative state or if he's out of it, breathing on his own. But all we know, like I said, is he had a heart attack and he had an overdose. Are you a big fan of DMX, and how do you feel about this? I – I've seen movies and stuff with DMX in it. I've never been a big music fan of him until TikTok came around. TikTok kind of like highlighted, yeah. you know, yeah. you know that one song with all the girls' names in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always heard of DMX because of you know the raspy voice. So that's that's all I know of him. But I do know that drugs seem to follow a lot of music artists, and it's definitely something that is popularized between with them. Like it's just it's just not seen as a big deal with celebrities. True, and he's lasted a long time for someone that does crack cocaine. Like that's crazy. Yeah, he really has. For real, man. And he's uh, he's sang at his trial before. I'm not trying to make a joke about someone that's on the down, but uh, he's he's eating Frito Lays during one of during one of his sentencing. And like I said, he asked his lawyer if he could sing. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. When he was getting sentenced one time, like his oh lawyer asked the judge, like. Can my client sing one of his songs? And the judge was like, really? And I guess they let him. And there we go. That's a, that's legendary right there, man. They got I wonder him. if it got him time off. <laughs> right? Right? And, and to be honest, I say legendary because that's a free concert. That's a free concert. Imagine being there and be like, yo, I was, I, was, I was prosecuting DMX, and all of a sudden we got a free concert. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> but anyway, um, I really – on a serious note, I love DMX. I grew up with DMX. Um, he is a record holder, actually. Um, he came out with two albums in one year, and he made 10 million copies off of Flesh That's of amazing. My Flesh. Yeah. Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, Def Jam, and um, it's, uh, it's Dark and Hell is Hot. That was his uh, solo L- That was his first uh, LP. He was born in Mount Vernon. He was raised in Yonkers. He's the man. He's like He was around Mary J. Blige and the Locks and and like I said, the oh, I know DMX from the game Death Jam. That's a great game. That is a great game. Um, what is that called? PlayStation Two Days. Yeah, dope. Yeah, that's a dope ass game. Death Jam, something I forgot. Ben Vendetta or something like that. No. Yeah, Death Jam Vendetta. Uh, yeah, that was a dope. Or Fight for the Streets too, something that is, like that. Yes, dope ass game. No, rap, throwback. I love it. That's a cool. That's a rap battle game. Right, <laughs> Bellamy. That's a classic with him and Nas. Uh, no, no, uh, Romeo Must Die, like you said, the movies you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, no. It, it, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I know him because of Aaliyah, too. That's right. That's right. Romeo's side. That's right. Um, no, no. And uh, and back in the 90s, it was just it was him and Jay-Z. It was Nas and Jay-Z in the beginning, and then and it was DMX and Jay-Z, and then it was Nas and Jay-Z again. But like I said, during like the late 90s, it was there was nobody else on the radio but Jay-Z and DMX. When he yeah, man, I was five in the 90s. Damn, girl, damn. <laughs> damn. Way to, way, way to get the fucking gray hair growing on my face on that one. Right, I see it. I see it. I see it in your eyebrows. And now we're going to date ourselves again with Britney Spears. Britney Spears, she had a New York Times documentary and came out publicly in her reaction, and she said that she uh, was very, very sad about it. Um, right now there's a conservatorship, um, a, a law firm and a bank, um, make 1.5% uh, off of her proceeds, off of her profits. Uh, she went bankrupt a long time ago, and she was not fulfilling her requirements, and they were suing her for millions and millions of dollars. Her father swooped in. They did not have a good relationship, but her father swooped in and saved her, actually, and she made $60 million, and she actually is worth $60 million now, all from that Vegas deal, pretty much. And now she doesn't need one. Pretty, And now... He still is a conservator, but he still like controls all her life. Conservatorship, you can't even you can't even get married without the conservator's uh, permission. You can't no. uh, work without the conservator's permission. And it's actually made for that movie I care a lot. It's actually made for older people. So people like Britney Spears, it's like very unique because like it's meant like if you do catch somebody with this, like they're like pretty much on the cusp of dying. They're in the twilight of their their life. This woman's mm-hmm. been on a conservatorship like since her thirties. So, I mean, since they're, like, uh, early, I mean, late 20s. So, uh, it's really bad. And so, she's really, I, I don't blame her. She's really sad. So, she still wants a conservatorship, but she wants to get rid of her father. Rightfully. Mm-hmm. So, it's good that she acknowledges that she knows that someone else needs to be in charge of her finances and her life because she can't, she doesn't mentally have the strength to do it. So, at least she can acknowledge that, but it's been really sad to see everything that's been going on with her because she's someone I actually looked up to growing up with the dancing and her singing. I loved her dancing all the time. So, I loved watching I, like her live concerts. DMX, what's up with that, man? How are you at five? It's, a, it's very, very. Uh, it's it's, it's Britney. It's Britney, bitch. You better work, bitch. Exactly. Britney and Christina were like, you know, top dogs back then. That's right. That's right. And uh, we're both Gemini's, and you lo- and we're both toxic. I know that. So, and that's my favorite Britney song, by the way. It's like <laughs> my favorite song of the whole time. Well, that's my favorite Britney song. No, that's the joke I song. <laughs> I love. Yeah, it's also that like that Pitch Perfect movie too. I'm like, oh shit, let's do it, let's do it. Oh, it's it's that one, and I'm a slave for you because of her um her VMAs um performance when oh, she snake. had like the snake. Yeah, yeah. It's, I love one of the best VMAs. That's a very good performance. But that's what I, everybody be like, oh, Britney Spears can't dance. I'm like, did you watch the VMA's performance? That's one of the best dancers ever. What are they talking about? Right. I'm like, maybe now she's a little off, but she was a, she was the best dancer ever. A beast. She was, she, she was dancing with NSYNC and they were very good dancers. Backstreet Boys, she was on tour with. Dude, she's a very good dancer. Madonna. Yeah. And, and Britney's voice, I remember like from Star Search and stuff like that. Kids Incorporator or like the Mickey Mouse Club. She had a decent voice. Yeah, I think it was Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, oh, yeah, she did Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake. How do I remember that? Yep. So, 
Um, I get that, like, she didn't rely on her voice later in her career, but one of the reasons was it was because she was a very good dancer. Oops, I did it again. She's a very good dancer. I don't know why people would say that. Did you see the doc, though, on um, on Hulu? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet because I'm like, it's for me so sad. Oh, yeah, no, it is sad. It is sad. But it gives you a very good insight, and it doesn't, um, I don't think it, like, I don't think it, like, changes anybody's mind. Like, if you think that she should have a conservatorship, if you think that she shouldn't, if you – but, like you said, overall, um, it's just sad. And it, and it mm. makes you – and I don't know. I don't know anybody else, but it makes me feel guilty. Just like I felt guilty about the OnlyFans. You know, I'm a human being. I have flaws, too. But um, same thing with the Britney. Like, I, I said to myself, like, damn, when they were asking all these, like, inappropriate questions, like, about her sexuality, her virginity – Justin Timberlake going on uh, on camera, like on a uh, on I think it was I ninety seven, and he's like, "Yeah, I hit that." And like part of her brand was being a virgin, like that was fucked up. Like I would have sued him for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no, but like misogyny, unfortunately, <laughs> reigns supreme. So we, I was just talking about that with my brother. Uh, my brother, we were talking about Justin Timberlake and how he's like too big to cancel because with that fake ass apology, like. But they're t- but my friend, my, my, but his uh, my uh, my brother's wife, he says that that she says sorry, she says that uh, that he actually is getting a lot of flack. Maybe I'm like I like I'm not hearing those waves. That, yeah, like, I'm not hearing it either because I thought he was still invited to the cookout. Me too. <laughs> Pookie Ray Ray, Pookie Ray said, "Yo, come on, Dad, get that potato salad, boy. Like, <laughs> your legs, man. What you doing, boy?" Like, <laughs> Everybody knows we only loved NSYNC for him. <laughs> right, right. I know we accepted the blonde Jerry curl. We we accepted it. We were like, here you go, man. Here you go. <laughs> Joe Frost tips, man. Jessica Bill's fake ass too. She was like, that's my man. That's my man. He apologized 20 years later. That's my man. Oh, my God. But um, no, sorry. Sorry. But my, my apologies for me, too. I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. And I, I allowed that. Like, even though I was young, like, I still felt like it was normal. Like, there was, there, I think it was, uh, was it there was there was a there was a famous one i think it was pierce morgan i think it was pierce morgan and he's gotten in hot trouble like he's been uh, kicked off his show but yeah again they were asking about her literal virginity and she was like 18 19 years old and so wow it was crazy it was crazy this girl was performing in malls and then now they're like trying to like freaking over sexualize her and not even just that like and, and they and they wonder why in 2006 she fucking shaved her head and shit we we cause that. That's what my point is. We actually saw. You know, it's funny that you bring up like how they over sexualize her because I saw this um this YouTube compilation video of how they would interview um um actresses, celebrity actresses, and when they would ask them about how they prepared for the movies, they would only ask the women like, "Oh, how did you work out? What was your meal plan?" Things like that, like, oh, who was your makeup artist? How did you get your hair ready? Things like that. But then they would ask the men, like, how did you prepare for the role? What kind of things mentally did you go through? But they didn't ask those same questions for the women. Yeah, red carpet treatment. Uh, That happens on the red carpet. They do that now. And I'm glad. I think I forgot which actresses or actors, sorry, I like to call them actors. Um, I forgot who, but they, they, like you just said, they called that out on the red carpet. They're just like, yeah, I know Scarlett Johansson. She's called it out. I love, nice. her, I love her clapbacks. <laughs> Good. She can get problematic sometimes, but most of the time, I agree with uh, with her stances. Um, sometimes she does. She gets a little toned up with the uh, the whitewashing of film roles. <laughs> But, well, I know Robert Downey Jr. actually did an interview with Scarlett Johansson, and they were asking her, you know, the 
girly questions. And he was like, oh, why didn't you ask me that? Word. And he, like, don't you want to know my workout plan? Exactly. He gets paid way more than her. He probably has, like, the more expensive <laughs> anyway. Like, yo, Robert, yo, yo, move out the fucking way, bitch. Robert, what you wearing? What you wearing? Like, <laughs> like what color is your, what color is Iron Man's song? <laughs> exactly. Like, he's like, the coke in my nose is worth more than your outfit. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> let's get it. Right. Speaking of which, speaking of the red carpet, let's get, but, but good points, though. Thank you. Those are great points. But let's get into some television. Hey, guys. I'm going to step outside and finish. What the fuck did I watch? Right, let's get through this quick because we took. A long time with the politics and the viral news. <laughs> so Godzilla versus Khan, that's on HBO Max. It's fresh on the Max right now. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet, but I heard that Godzilla went down. No, not Godzilla. I heard King Kong went down. I'll review it without spoiling it. Um they uh so King Kong is in like this like habitat that they, they they have him controlled in. Godzilla goes looking for him. They battle it out a few times. Then there's then they team up against this big ass fucking mega uh robotic Godzilla. Amazing special effects. There's gonna be a bunch of movies after this. There was a 2017 and a 2000. Yeah, we need a backstory. We need a backstory. And so le- Legendary Films, they're making a multiverse of this. They're making, like, a cinematic universe, kind of like Marvel. And they're going to take all the monsters, and they're going to, like, kind of do, like, what they yeah, like what they have with Batman and Superman. So they're gonna, not that they're going to, like, be, like, the Justice League or anything like that, or, like, the Avengers. <laughs> like, but, no, you're going to see them cross-collaborate like they did back in the day in the Japanese films and the mangas and shit. So they're going to do exactly that cross. Does the movie Planet of the Apes have anything to do with King Kong? I don't think so, no. But it would be cool if they were able to tie it in. That would be like cool. where, Like, where did this giant gorilla come from? You know what I mean? <laughs> Charles, that's where he came from. You dirty ape. Like why? It's like, ooh, it would be it would be hilarious if they did like a parody to King Kong and brought in um to King Kong and Godzilla and brought in Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh shit! And yeah, they're rebooting that too. They got like a three. Yeah, they are. They're making a live action of it. I have to see it for childhood purposes. I have to see it. Childhood purposes, right? Forget DMX. Everybody else was part of my childhood, but DMX. who is DMX? Stop it. <laughs> Um, I've never even heard a Tupac song, so you know what? Right, and you said two, right, and and, and then how you gonna disrespect Tupac and you use him in a joke before you're like two cat, like <laughs> man, too cool for tuna over here, man. I knew a, I knew a girl that her Instagram thing was spicy tuna. I didn't understand it. I was like, why do you what 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 is up with this? Why does it say spicy tuna? And and I was like, does anybody compliment you for this? Does anybody go, wow, that's a cool IG name, spicy tuna? Like, is that an anime reference? I don't know. It might be. Maybe, I think it is. Maybe I'm not hip to it. Maybe I'm not hip to it. So, uh, yeah, they, they brought back the cast of each crew, Skull, Mount, um, uh, Skull Island, I believe, and uh, the other con- – and then both of them are good, by the way. I love the whole franchise. It's doing very well. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is in it. Um, Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood and all that good stuff. They all come back mm-hmm. together um, to, uh, to pretty much uh, – Cross collaborate in this film and bring the the multi cinematic universe. So you definitely should see it. Nikolai should see it too. It's it's not hardcore. I'm sure he's seen hardcore shit. No, I'm joking. Um, um, he plays Mortal Kombat. Exactly. I was going to say he reminds me of myself. So I like I, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to like. That's why I winked because I didn't want to be like yeah, you're a bad. No, I don't consider it a bad parent. 
<laughs> at all. And actually, who cares the fuck if I think it's a good or a bad there? That's okay. He gets the attitude from me. Slide, no, I like him. And so I could tell that, like, he <laughs> watches good entertainment. He understands. So that's good. Yeah. yeah, good behind him. I love you, dear. I love all of them. Um, so the father is uh, is with Anthony Hopkins, my my dad. He was uh, around while I was watching it. And he goes, isn't that the guy from Silence of the Lambs? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Dumbass. Like, what the fuck? So anyway, he plays this person with dementia, and the person who, uh, I think his name is uh, Florence Zeller, the uh, the director, he also produced the play, and so he adapted it himself, and it's it's basically about him and Olivia Coleman, his daughter, and you just, as the audience, even as the audience, you feel like you have dementia too. So, like, there's a lot of things going on, and you just see his downhill spiral. And it's very scary. It's very sad. It's very good. Like, the acting is excellent. Um, do you know anybody with dementia or Alzheimer's? Um, no, but I've watched, um, I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. So I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of Alzheimer's, you know, in my, with my patients on the show. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you're like uh, the Holiday Inn. Like, you know, like, oh, um, they had those commercials. Like, how do you know that? Are you like a doctor? No, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn. So, so yeah, I know a lot of people with Grey's Anatomy. They're just like, just like, wow, did you did you drop out of medical school? No, but I watched Grey's Anatomy. I watched a lot of ER. I watched. Who's the autistic kid you said? Who's the uh, the autistic uh, doctor? Oh, the good doctor from Bates Motel. Right. The guy from Bates Motel. I'm surprised they didn't. Um, they did, uh, Doogie Hauser didn't like sue them because Doogie Hauser technically was autistic. Like I know he was like a brainiac prodigy and shit like that, but that dude was definitely autistic. Mm. Was- yeah, because I feel like you can get high functioning, you know, um, actors to yeah. play autistic act, uh, autistic characters. So I don't understand why they just why they make it so difficult because there's a lot of them out there. We're going to get to that, actually. It's a great segue. So Music is the Kate Hudson film where she plays Kazoo. Her, her nickname is Zoo. And uh, the other one is Maddie Ziegler, uh, fan over here, and only, only stan over here of uh, Maddie <laughs> um, She played in the Chandelier video, and I believe a couple of other ones. So they're, they've collaborated together. Sia, the music artist, so the writer for Rihanna, uh, Diamonds, all that good stuff. Uh, she, uh, the Australian, she barely shows her face. She's very good. I love her. I, I actually, I like thought her. she was super young before. Like I had never seen her face or anything. And I, yeah, I was like, Oh wow. I was like, Oh, this is what she looks like. I had to Google her because you only see her with her face covered. Yeah. And I think she got into an accident too. She has like scars on her face as well. Oh wow. And, but I've listened to her for a very long time, and she, when she used to show her face <laughs> on the regular. Of course, because you're, you know, back in the golden age. That's right. Pushing 65, man. Pushing 65. <laughs> all day. All day. But, um, no, I love her. I love her music. And I actually like the film. The film got an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I got a 3 out of 10. So I was a little, I was a little skeptical. Leslie Odom Jr. from Once, the, uh, Once, uh, One Night in Miami. He's uh, Oscar nominated right now. Um, he also has a Tony for Hamilton. I love Hamilton. Uh, he's a great music artist too. He got nominated for um, Grammys, and he um, he actually has an Academy Award nomination for his. But did he win a Grammy? Now let me stop. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. I think he's about to go get that. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Rita Moreno has it. Um, Ah oh, damn! I forgot what it's called. He got and he got. I think that's what it's called, or something like that, or he got something like that. Anyway, so to pose a question to you, 
do so I saw this movie, you saw Atypical, you saw The Good Doctor. Do you think that they should do a better job getting people on the spectrum or people of that? Um, I think, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson just had to back out of a role where she was going to play someone of, um, she was not of that community. (laughs) I I definitely think it would be better because, um, like, they could get people who are on the spectrum but high-functioning and have um, have them in acting classes, train them for whatever roles that you want them to play so that when they're on in camera or, you know, on screen, it comes off, you know, as perfect or great acting. Because I think it's just the fact that they want to portray certain characters in certain ways, and maybe it might be hard for them to work with an actual autistic person. But all they have to do is train them. You know, these are smart people. They're, they're regular people. They just have a little bit of tweaks. True. I I think in this particular movie, I think they made the right choice, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset watching mm. someone of the actual community play that. Mm. I think it all depends on what they want the person who's playing the role to do. So if they want like someone who's a autistic but a professional dancer, you're obviously going to go with a professional dancer who can act as an autistic person because you don't know where you're going to find an autistic person who's this amazing ballet dancer. True. She would get it. No, she is a good dancer. And that's a very good point. Very good point. No, you answered that perfectly. Uh, so the last movie on here, before we get into the interview portion with Annie Sue, uh, Genius, that is a, that's another collaboration with FX and National Geographic. They're both owned by Disney now. And so they're both on the Hulu platform if you want to go watch that. Um, I believe the season before was with uh, Albert Einstein. I didn't watch that. But I love Cynthia Arrivo, another one that's on the EGOT list. She's uh, on her way at least to get that. She has an Academy Award nomination for Harriet Tubman. She has a Tony. Um, she has a Grammy, I believe. She's awesome. And so, and she played in uh, that uh, old Royale movie as well. She's she's the shit. Um, if you ever saw the HBO series, uh, it was a Stephen King book as well. Um, she played uh, from the Mr. Mercedes series. Very good. But anyway, so she plays Aretha Franklin. And uh, very revealing stuff. Like I said, uh, you find out. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought that she got pregnant when she was like 15, 16, which is disgusting too, to be honest. That's still gross. Um, but she got pregnant at 12 on the road. And her father was her manager. And so, again, I don't want to make it seem like he was pimping around. He was not. I mean, according to the movie, at least. Um, he, he just got caught up in the shuffle. And he shouldn't have brought a 12-year-old on the tour. And yeah. he gave her a drink. And, again, that's not a 12-year-old's fault. That's nasty. Like, and you could, and they didn't even know who the father was. They didn't even know who the father. That, that like, they pretty much raped her. They, they freaking, they raped her. And, uh, and they, and in the in the show, you could see two people who it could have been, but they, you never really find out. And the father in the show too, he had done something like that too. That's why his wife left him because he got, oh, wow. he got a twelve year old pregnant. He got a child pregnant, and it's just, it's a lot of nastiness, but. Throughout that all, that's why the that's why the docu series is really cool, is because Aretha, you see, she still shines, and Aretha Franklin is my in my opinion the best voice of all time. I think Whitney, Mariah, they're all up there. Adele, um, so many people, Christina Aguilera, you can name any ones you want. Uh, Jesse J. Yeah, no, no, definitely. 
Juicy J too. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, God. no, but definitely Jesse J is definitely super underrated. Oh, she's actually she's actually covered. Um, I have nothing by Whitney Houston, and she sings oh, it beautifully live. Geez. No, definitely, definitely. No, there's, there's lots. There's lots that we can mention. Um, I think Beyonce's gotten a lot better. I think yeah, she still definitely. needs work. She does. She does. Okay, let's let's keep a real good uh, ear to that then. Um, Jennifer <laughs> and then yeah, Jennifer Hudson is a really good one. Uh, I feel like Jennifer Hudson doesn't get as much popularity as she should because she sounds so gospel. Yeah, no, I was. I, you're right. I was actually having that conversation too. I think that she has one of the more powerful voices of all time. I would put her in the top. Mm-hmm. If, but you're right. She doesn't have great material. A lot of people don't write a good song for her. She does have some yeah. hits, but not not nearly like Whitney and all the people we were talking about. Cool. Yeah, Patti LaBelle, Diana Ross. There's just so many. Uh, Carol King. There's so many. Uh, Gloria Stefan, they're going to come out with a, a series for um, her and her husband soon. Um, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for that. Me too. Me too. Um, we're gonna get, I know. There's a lot, a lot of Latin heat out there coming. They're going to have the Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball story soon one day. we got to look out for that. It's going to be great. Yeah. A revolutionized television and Desi Arnaz. He is of Latino descent. So he pretty much like shaped the game for television today. And a lot of people don't mention that. A lot of people always, and I love Lucille Ball. She deserves all the praise that she should. But a lot of people don't give the, the flowers that he deserves, man. Look, Cuban feet. I'm the reason Marco Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they, and even when they got divorced, they kept Desi Arnaz, they kept Desi Lou Productions afloat. And, again, they produce really great television. So, let's do this. Let's get into the interview portion. Yes. Yes. What the fuck did I say? All right. I was getting, dude, I was having so much fun. Sorry that it took so long to get to the interview part. <laughs> and you, you contribute so well. It's your fault. It's your fault. You know too much. You know too I much. Apologize. I guess. I apologize. No, that was perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. It sucks when I'm, like, the only one talking. I don't like that. I like that you're so informative. That's amazing. But I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. You're an entrepreneur. You're an, an entrepreneur is a smart man. And um, again, this is Annie Sue. If you want to follow her on Instagram, she is A N N I E S U X number three number three. <laughs> and again, we worked together in Harlem. Had a great time working. And I, I, I actually really mean that. You always made me smile and laugh. You have a great sense of humor. I found out you were a Gemini only recently, I think like this year. And I was like, <laughs> that makes sense. I was like, that's why we revived. I was like, that was one of the reasons why. That's why we see eye time. That's right. That's right. We did, actually. I, I loved working with you. I loved working with your sister. <laughs> you guys were hilarious. You guys are a great group. Your mother, you guys are so funny. But again, let's get into your brand of who you, what you do, what you sell. What you what, what you selling me, girl? Yes, I do OnlyFans, of course. You know, I get crazy on there. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, for only $15 a month, you feel me? (laughs) But I also do eyelash extensions. I've been doing eyelash extensions since 2019, and that's been pretty fun. I went to beauty school. Um, I had actually originally went to beauty school because I wanted to be a nail tech, and then the director of the school, um, she kind of sold the aesthetics program to me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do facials. Fuck fuck the nails. I'm going to do facials. (laughs) But then, but then when um I started the course, um they actually had um an eyelash extension day, so they had someone come in and train us. So I was like, oh, forget everything. Now it's just eyelashes. <laughs> oh, look at you! 
No, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all that you, like, uh, came out of that swinging, swinging, swinging. I've seen, I've seen the eyelashes on people, man. Like, I get jealous. I'll be like, yo, let me... Well, I get jealous, too, because I'm like, who's going to do mine? I'm over here beautifying everybody else, but it's so expensive. I'm like, I wouldn't even... <laughs> Mind you, know, you, I'm the Nobody... Huh? Like, considering, like, you know, you're, you're, like, you know, cool with the game like that, nobody, like, says to themselves, like, oh. I, I, I do have, like, other lash tech friends, but the problem is that our schedules never line up. So we always want to do, like, a service-for-service service kind of thing. But it's just... That's mine. We, yeah, but we always just have clients. Damn. Um, what is... uh. What is your favorite part about holding fans? Like, what uh, what what are the we, we discussed this in the pre meeting? What are the pros and cons? What what are your favorite? Parts I think um, for me, a pro is that I've always been a super open person when it comes to things like that. Like, I'm just super comfortable with my body, so it just came super easy. I was like, what? As soon as I heard about it, it took me um three months before I decided to make my page but it was because I just kept going back and forth I'm like is this something that I really want to do and I'm like fuck it it's fun I'm gonna do it it's a big decision because there's a lot of assholes out there that use it's funny because the people that do do that like for instance um I'm trying to think of somebody like a celebrity wise or uh but for instance there's so many examples of people that make laws that they break themselves like, uh, oh, the mayor, Mayor Ford in um, in Canada, he was big on making drug laws. He was big on making, like, about – and he got caught and and I think died off of a drug overdose of crack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and people and, – and I had this conversation, uh, and I don't mean to get religious, but I got into, like, this little spat with one of my guests, and I was talking about King James. And it's weird because she said that she's college-educated and she doesn't know about King James, the most famous what? Bible ever. I- even I know about King James, and I never studied Scotland or France. Like, I just watch a lot of TV. But there's a lot of proof that he was he was the homosexual, and uh, oh yeah, there is, there is. He really was. And he has the most famous Bible of all time, and it, and that's the one where people reference that homosexuality is bad. Before that, there was not that. There was nothing like that. There was just like Sodom and Gomorrah, and it wasn't even even in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's about prostitution. That's not about just being homosexual. There was just a lot of debauchery going on. Which I like, think they called, I think they actually called King James the Bonnie King, and that actually uh, means girly. No, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. So that's why it's hilarious. Like, I can't believe she, yeah, it's weird that, that she, um, there's nothing wrong with, like, being faith-based and, like, uh, loving religion, but theology is a huge thing, man. There's a lot, but when you mix history in it, that's when, that's when it becomes more of, like, a discussion. Like, but if you're just, like, going to just, just be like uh, all zeal out about it. That's why it's like weird. Wait, this King James is the one from the Bible, like the King James Bible. Yeah, yeah. He he um he distributed the most famous right now. That's actually the one that sold the most. King James. So, so gay King James. Gay King James. Oh yes. Thank thank you for reminding me of this because I actually got into a whole argument on Facebook with this guy I went to high school with who recently like started reading the Bible now he's a fanatic and he reads the King's the King's James version the King James version this is going to be so great to tell him it's going to be so great he's born again ass fuck him <laughs> I don't know how we got on that my bad I didn't mean to get on the religion no it's okay but uh, <laughs> uh, no uh, so with the OnlyFans what was I about to say um uh, Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of dirt. Oh, my bad. Yeah. 
a lot of uh, contradictory people out there. So there's a lot of people that like put a lot of pressure in areas where they're actually the most common offenders. So like it's like pedophilia laws, all that kind of stuff, and they're the ones in the child sex tra- trafficking rings, the people that um that like are against immigration and stuff like that. Uh, Trump, he was the one who was uh, married to an immigrant Melania. So like I'm saying, oh, there's a lot of hypocrisy out there. So it is. I think it's brave. I think it's brave because although there's nothing wrong with it at all, but where we are, how how we are far behind in society. That's why you have to. That's why it took you three months, in my opinion. Because not because like there's it's perfectly fine. Go make money. That's what you got, man. You're here. They might like whatever skill you have, like whatever you got, go get it, man. And uh, again, there was men making money off of women's bodies. Why can't women make money? Mm-hmm. Off- and I've actually got since doing it, I've actually gotten so much positive feedback from uh, people. I love it. Like, I, I really don't. I really don't get anybody saying anything negative other than the guys that like get rejected. Of course, <laughs> but that's I feel a little saying. weird. I'm not gonna lie because you were young when I met you. <laughs> I was 18. I was 18. Oh, you were 18? Okay. okay. Yes. Okay, so I don't feel that bad. But when I be seeing, I'm just like, damn. And I'm, and you're not the only one. I'm friends with a lot of RBI people. Some people that I you're like, damn, Annie. I know <laughs> you, not just you. The people I coach, I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, and, oh, that's different. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, I can't. I was, I know. I have to like scroll through. But sometimes I see some of my colleagues, and they be like, comment. I'm like, I'm like, yo. Oh, oh my gosh, I know exactly. You know what? You don't even have to say names because I already know exactly what you're talking. about. I already know exactly what you're talking about. I know who and exactly what you're talking about now. As soon as you said that, I was like, all right, says, I already know. Yeah, I'm going to give one, one more hint. They be wearing blue. <laughs> That's about I it. Know. That's all I know. <laughs> but yeah, I love okay. them. I love them. I love them. I love my whole RBI crew. I really do. You guys are amazing. Every one of you guys. Everybody that worked, um, Jasmine, um, your sister, everybody. I, I had a great time with them. Um, yeah, what is your – oh, yeah, what are the cons? What are the cons? I know I mentioned my con on that. I may have explained that in there. What are, what are the cons for you in the business? The cons would be that I guess it's the comments when people are like, oh, who's going to date a girl like that? But little do they know I've been dating someone since September. Yeah, no, there's porn artists that have um, – there's adults. That's what I'm Me and Khalifa is married. Like, leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> well, she retired, but you're right. When she was doing – when she was active, yes, I think that's the same dude. And but, she but you know what? bagging athletes. She was bagging athletes. You know what's crazy about her, though? That she was only in the industry for three months. <clears throat> so we discussed this on the show before. A lot of people don't know this. So especially the amateurs or what we call amateurs. Um, one of my favorite porn stars back in the day, her name was uh, Brooke uh, Amy Adams. and uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. So she's married now, and she lives in San Diego. And she she's the one that put me onto this, is that – and I think also that um, – that um, what's her name? Uh, something Taylor. Um, she did something with um, – what's her name? Uh, Tamika uh, Jones. Is it Tamika Jones? Tanisha Jones? Uh uh, Quincy Jones' daughter. They did the documentary on the on the uh, the porn industry. But like to your point, they only do it for a very short amount of time. They get yeah. a lot of work in there. They get a lot. So a lot of these people are married. A lot of these women are married, and the husbands know. The husbands are like, go do your thing. They only go two weeks, sometimes sometimes a month, sometimes three months, like you said, 
but it's like the max three months. And they just fit a lot into that. Up, up, and they just release it like as if they had been doing it for years. And they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't. And it says the reason that the only reason she stopped was because she made um a video, a really controversial video with her hijab on. Oh, yeah. And she received a lot of hate from. She's like, huh? She's yeah. Like, yeah. So she received a lot of hate from that and was getting her life threatened. So she that's when she decided to quit because her family was disappointed. But I'm like, family would have disappointed before the hijab, probably. I know, and, the, and hypocrisy, <laughs> back to hypocrisy. She um, she mentioned it, too, in an interview. I forgot which interview it was, but she said that a lot of people that, like, were giving me that hate mail and hate speech and saying, like, oh, degrading things and moralistic things and just sticking their nose up at her and shit like that, she was like, those were the ones that were jacking off to me the most. She was like, I was looking at my numbers, and most of my numbers were coming from my own country. And they were the ones trying to ban me. They did, actually. I think she's banned. I don't think she's allowed to go back. Yeah. I think, like, because it's a very religious state, the very Muslim faith-based. They, I mean, obviously, they have a lot of religions. There is no religious state. But um, <laughs> but um, a lot of Muslim faith and a lot of, like I said, a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of uh, misogyny. And, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, they're, you're, you can jack off to her, but they, but you can't let her live her life. You can't let her be successful. It makes no, it makes mm-hmm. no sense. Well, good for her, man. She's, she's a good sports broadcaster now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, it's definitely something that um, that you have to be completely comfortable with and open for, and just be open minded with because you know there's a lot of people who are gonna look at you like you're crazy, but there's also you open the door to a whole other community that's open to a lot of things too. Yeah, no, and you guys have helped me. Like um, I was like I was. Mm-hmm prudish about it before again I don't like I just did it to like um, to research now I'm not into that like that I like my free porn <laughs> <laughs> me too like, even though it's cool like being like oh yeah you know this person and stuff like that even after a while like if you do it for too often when you fap off that and shit like that it still gets kind of weird you're just like damn yeah, so you gotta like space it out. You gotta get variety wise. You gotta get back the the the, uh, the old people back. You gotta get bring back the old crew, the people from the amateur people that you're probably never ever in your life. Because <laughs> otherwise, like you like end up being like um, like I said, like only scenes. You end up being like an MM video or like a freaking Wesley Snipes movie. With uh, did you ever see that movie? Uh, it's called The Fan, and um, uh, Robert De Niro is the fan, and Wesley Snipes a baseball player. Yeah. He goes mad hard. He goes, <laughs> he goes mad hard. He like tries to kill him and shit. It's crazy, fucking crazy ass movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I don't. I like to. I like to put roadblocks and boundaries for myself because even though I'm supportive, I want to support you. I want to support people that are doing this movement because um, I've evolved with Cardi B. I've evolved with all this. So that's why I want to thank you guys because um, you guys like just by living, just by like doing these type of things, just by like just being yourselves. It um it opens up my mind because ten years ago I probably would have been like an ignorant fuck being like oh like they actually saying exactly what these assholes were doing probably because yeah, because uh, right now like is um like let's say like how you said about Cardi B let's look at music for a second mm-hmm. throat ba- throat baby is way more vulgar than ah, WAP that's <laughs> but, um, but WAP for some reason because she keeps repeating you know those three words it's it's oh my gosh! It's the worst song ever. We're all going to hell for it, but we're not going to hell for Throat Baby. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, is Speedy in that too, or uh, what's her name? Uh, no, um, in the remix, um, for Throw Baby is City Girls. City Girls, they I love City Girls. I love City Girls. It was sweet. I love that whole movement. Actually, I love all those. Yeah, me too. They're great. Um, no, you're a thousand, two thousand percent right. Two thousand percent right. Men. And it's hilarious. My old camp kid, Justin, he, he says the same thing. He says the same fucking... Like, like the whole music video for Throat Baby was just, like, ridiculous. Like, you had you had the baby just swimming on a tongue full of... I mean, snowboarding on a tongue full of cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no room for the imagination, Quavo. No, none of that, man. Uh, no, uh, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, what was I about to say? Um, yeah, no. When when it comes to oh yeah, so like I said, uh, some of my 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 colleague, my 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 male friends, conservatives, uh, he'll he says the same thing. He says the same tired ass argument. Oh, this is what this, this is cancel culture. You don't cancel this, but you'll but you say this is wholesome, and you wonder why like ratings are down and stuff like that. And meanwhile, the same guy, the same guy I'm talking about. He puts up like Snapchats or like Instagram stories of him listening to hardcore rap and like you know Ice Cube, all that type of stuff. Fifty Cent, totally misogynistic with uh, music, talking about getting the dick sucked, all types of things. Rupee Love, fucking all types, like, yeah, like all types of net. And I love it. I love it. I love hardcore rap, but I love it when women do it too. I love it. I love hardcore rap. I love when Little Kim says that type of shit. I love when Biggie says that type of shit. I don't. I. I, I don't want to. Maybe I did back in the day, but I don't want to discriminate anymore. I want. I want Cardi B to be saying whatever the fuck she wants to say. She can be talking about farting, queefing, sucking toes. I don't give a fuck. She can be talking about sucking her toes. She can be talking to somebody like her doing S and M on someone. I don't care. She, she. She's her own person. That's what music is all about. You make the music you want to make. Exactly, and I love that she says she doesn't let her daughter listen to her music. <laughs> she's already that too. She's a parent, and more people. Yeah, exactly. More people should be parents. More people should not let the radio, the the Spotify, the television, the TV, the the, the, the tablet. You shouldn't let that raise your kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna watch these things. A, you should try to make time. Again, I'm not a parent, so don't take any of this advice from me, anybody. <laughs> a, you should be either watching it with them, but again, that's very tough. A lot of people are working. A lot of people have like two to three jobs. So that's very But tough. not only that, like if they're on their tablet or something, you can hear whatever they're watching. So whenever I hear if my son is listening to something that sounds a little crazy, yeah. I, I turn it off. Yeah, either turn it off or explain. Explain. If you're mm-hmm. let them watch it, be like, yo. If, if they can handle it, if they can handle that maturity, be like, this is not real. Mortal Kombat, this is a great game. I was six years old when I started playing that game. I sick fucking ass. I, I, I like I was six years old and I saw my babysitter. I was at my babysitter's house and they and uh, the babysitter had two uh, young teenage boys, so like they had all the video games and shit. And I was six years old, first grade, and I come in and I see his head being ripped off their spine. And I'm like, yeah, it's so awesome. Oh, my God. It's my, like, fa- <laughs> it's my favorite game. It's like he saw me playing it, and he's like, Mommy, can I play the fighting game? Yes. <laughs> he must be tight when you whoop his ass. You're like, oh, why are you so good at this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, yeah, oh, he gets so bad when I beat him, but I get so mad because my nephew is four years old, and he beats me every time I play with him. Oh, my God. 
and mind you, this this is my game. Like I've I've developed pro status on this game. How dare you come in here at four years old trying to beat me on my game? Oh my goodness, he's a handsome guy, man. You're raising a good kid, man, and he's very entertaining. I don't like kids, but when I see him, I mean, I actually smile because he's actually pretty funny. Smart, witty kid. My little white baby. He is pretty. He is pretty white. He is pretty white. <laughs> he's so pale yeah, compared to me. I'm curious to see what uh, baby fathers look like, but you actually get me coming. Like, what the fuck was this? What was you know what? I, you know what's funny? I get this from everybody because I keep like so much of my life private. Dude. When I when when I came out pregnant, everybody was like, Who I was shocked myself. I didn't know. I was like, what? When did she get pregnant? Like, when did this happen? You showed it like very like. Much. Who did it? <laughs> Who did it? Right. <laughs> Can you guess who? Any Sue. <laughs> it's, it's still a mystery today. Now let me stop. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. We had, we had a producer for Maury before, man, so we're going to have to bring it back on. We're going to be like, yo, Eddie, we, we, we're going to find out. We're going to find out what really happened. Right. <laughs> we're going to know, and uh, that was a lie. That was a lie. That was a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so is there anything on the rise? Is there another enterprise or another vertical that we should be on the lookout from Miss Annie Sue? Well, I'm gonna, I've been custom making strip lashes, so that's fun. It's a lot of hard work, almost as much as doing eyelash extensions. So I can show you. She has them here. So this is what I'm working on. Yeah, I love it. You see? you see, so it starts off like this, and then I make it look like this. So I'm hand making them. What do you think about my eyelashes? A lot of people think that I have very um, bitch-like eyelashes, and I'm not saying they need some work. Now let me stop. I do. I agree. I agree. I I'm with you. A lot of people are like when they look at my eyelashes, they're just like some women are jealous. I'm like, why? I'm like a, a man's eyelashes are like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like some people be curly. I'm like, really? And yeah, I I've like, seen guys with some great eyelashes. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's all good. Well, you are the beauty expert, and you look like it, too. you got great hairdo. I said that in the pre-meeting. The color. The color is really cool. It's, it's kind of like Raven from Teen Titans. Did you do it, or did you have someone do it? No, I did it. It's just it was supposed to be blue, but I had purple underneath, so it kind of came out to this blue-purple color. Yeah, you did a good job evening it out and everything. Good job. Thank you. All right, well, where can people find you other than Instagram? Well, tell us the Instagram one more time, but where can people find you? Where can people give you some money? Where can people, like, you know, to the cause? You know, I live in East Harlem still. That's right. Probably always going to be here. You know. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so the next few things that I have coming up is the strip lashes. Um, I might be doing a taco Tuesday and selling Bihia tacos on Tuesdays. Nice. So that'll be fun because, you know, I, I made them um, about two weeks ago and they came out awesome. So I'm like, and a lot of people hit me up asking me about selling them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it now. So I'm going to get into that. And that's pretty much it. On Instagram, you can find me at underscore A-N-N-I-E-S-U-E-X-3. And on my last page is soon. So that one's oh, it's actually on um, it's on my personal page. So when you go on my personal page, you'll see my last page. Where is your OnlyFans? Oh, that is OnlyFans dot com slash t i n y s u e underscore, and it's fifteen dollars a month. No free links because there's a lot on there. 
a lot on there. Nice. Look at that. Got me all curious now. I'm at the sport today. I will do that. <laughs> I would support you earlier. Everyone's eyes get violated when they get on there. I'm not gonna lie, you be you be making me blush in the story too. I'd be like, damn, what is this girl is so like this girl has no fucks given right now. But again, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you feel liberated like that. Um, I think it was just it was the liver transplant, definitely. I was like, YOLO. That's true, man. You have been through a lot. You are very, you are a trooper. Me, I don't go nude, not for myself. I'm not embarrassed for myself. I do that for other people. I don't want to scare people. I don't want to like you know. I don't, they're not gonna pay for that. They're gonna pay for me to put them back on. Like, hey, you did show us that towel video one time on Instagram. No, I didn't even. Mean that was a lot. That I was a lot for Instagram. I didn't, yo, I didn't know. I thirst tried on that. Yo, you. you <laughs> it's so funny. You pointed that out first, and I was like, "What's that? What is she talking about?" And then later, I got met. <laughs> that I was like, "A oh, fuck." That wasn't even on purpose. Like, I just try to be funny. I don't want to. That's that's for y'all, man. Yeah, yeah, the beautiful creatures. No need to be looking at. Me. Like, <laughs> You laugh or laugh at like how ugly I am. I need that. That's all I need in my life. Um, I do want the ads and shit, but I, w- I want to be able to look at them. I don't want Instagram to look at them. Instagram doesn't need to look at my ads. Me, I like to look at my ads. And I like to look at like Janice Joplin. But again, happy Easter. Happy Easter to, um, happy Passover to the people out there. Again, you can catch Annie on Instagram. You can catch her la- uh, strip lashes. You can catch her on OnlyFans. You can catch her friends. Go subscribe. It's a great entrepreneurial skill out there. They're doing their thing. Um, why go for a, a webcam person they don't even know? Go for somebody you do know, man. Get your local community in there, man. Your local small business, man. Why not, man? Right. They might be ugly. No? No. <laughs> small, small, small businesses, small, uh, small titties. We're not even talking about you. We're just talking about the small titties. I was about to say, they're not small. Don't do that. No, let me stop. I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but through R&D, maybe I will. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. We won't take too much of your time. Time is money. Oh, you can catch us on Keep Up NYC. That is our Instagram channel. You can keep uh, Keep Up Shut Up is the Facebook page. Still insane. You can get us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Um, actually, if we're still on the air, who knows? I said a lot of risque shit. Maybe the cops might come after me after this shit. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this dude up to? <laughs> right? They're gonna be, a bad baby is uh, is, uh, is she, uh, sending a, um, a restraining order against you, Vince. Like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, um, you can uh, still insane dot com. Uh, you can catch us on OnlyFans, actually. <laughs> I don't have any content yet. I don't have any content. I would love to put some content. Who knows, man? I might show that ass. Actually, I have shown my ass. There is an ass oh my God. on freaking Instagram when I was in the Philippines. Yes. Yes, so I did thirst trap it. You're going to have to post it again. <laughs> oh, right? Throwback. Throwback of that throw ass. <laughs> so, yeah, SoundCloud, all that good stuff, but... Thank you again, Annie. I'm so happy you came aboard. You are, you are very entertaining. Uh, you're, you brought that entertaining feeling that I get. I get to mm-hmm. sleep in your story. I love. Actually, you're, I'm a big fan of your story. And so now I'm glad you have to get an audience, a bigger audience out of here to get to see what entertains <laughs> me. So let's do this. Let's get the fuck out of here. You better shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up. It's still been sane. And my home girl, Annie Sue. Over. You're. You're. Right. Two pen. Two pen. <laughs> Over and out, homie.